Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. But it's an exciting one for kids and parents alike today with the return of the school year after that very long two-month summer break. And joining us in studio is Dr Neil Hopkin. He is the Executive Principal at Fortes Education Sunmark School, the Regent International School and Jamira International Nurseries. Uh, Neil, thank you very much for joining us here in the studio. Thank you. Thank it's you. great to be here. Oh, Thanks. sorry. They're oh. wrong. No, Neil with one oh, E. Oh, yeah. So you've got uh, two E's, Neil. See, I mean, this is, this is what it is. You know, I was so poor in education that they had to give me an extra E. Like, like beyond F, you know, they're like, listen, if, if you give you F, you'll fail. We'll give you an extra E. Just stay there. Well, we recognize when students need some support and we're always ready to give that help. Th- th- so. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm already feeling so good. <laughs> what were your best marks at school? Oh, you don't, don't, don't ask Sport, me that. physical education? No, don't ask me that. I was, I, was, I was a school topper in science. I, I was a nerd, I tell you. And now you're a pharmacist. I'm, I'm a qualified pharmacist, research see, pharmacist. So you did see when you get great teachers, you know, they, could, they, can, they can even get the worst students out into a great uh, career. I know, seriously. Uh, uh, you're I mean, a living inspiration to us. My God, I'm feeling so good all of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, uh, Neil, thank you very much for coming You're in. Welcome. Thank you on, a, on what is obviously a very, very busy day uh, for parents and students yeah. to try and... Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a great day. It's the best day in the school year because every parent that you see absolutely loves you. You know, the children have been away for six, seven, eight, maybe nine weeks. And so uh, finally the schools are open and you're back. Thank you. They hand their children over and they run down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Life is great, back great to normal. Day. They've had them and yeah. trying to maybe go on a holiday with them and long plane trips. And uh, right. finally they're getting back in. Uh, this year's, uh, we've also seen students are needing the PCR test, uh, which has come in a year. Has that been a problem for parents coming back in? Uh, in, in some parts of the UAE that's happened, but yeah. not all parts. It's not okay. here in, in Dubai, so uh, so we we haven't had to do that, which is which has been a relief. There, there are some changes, mm-hmm. so um, it's still the case, of course, mm-hmm. that uh, that students have to wear masks when they're uh, when they're in the school building, but they're not required outside. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a, a, a refreshing change. 
Um, there are still some things around uh, testing, so uh, mandatory isolation if, if people test positive. Right. Uh, that's important too. But um, changes for the family, they don't need to isolate unless they develop symptoms and they have to get a test and then isolate. Mm. So we're seeing that gradual shift towards back towards a bit of normality. Yes. Uh, mm. But I think it's been managed very sensibly and in a moderate way that step by step mm-hmm. uh, we're able to return to uh, school as we remember it. Right. I mean, uh, you know, school as we remember used to be filled with kids and then COVID definitely, you know, put us back to uh, studying mm. from homes and yeah. you know, e-learning and all of that. Uh, many schools uh, are looking at a hybrid mode where kids come in a few days and then, you know, go, go back home and probably do some e-learning. Uh, yeah. w- what do you think as an educator, does hybrid uh, education or, or distant education work better or sitting in the classroom and learning it right from your teachers work better? Well, I don't, th- I don't think you can beat face-to-face mm-hmm. uh, communication of any form. You know, here we are in the studio together. It's this conversation is so much easier to conduct. True. Uh, assessing your performance in, in school and, and whether you were at the top yeah. of the uh, league table for science or not, Neil, uh, is so much more easily done when you can actually see the humor and you can see the engagement together. Makes sense. And teaching and learning is no different to that. It, it's actually about great schooling is based on great relationships between teachers and students so that actually you can nurture people, support them, see when they just need a little bit of support or when they need an extra little bit of challenge and I think it's very difficult to manage that in any kind of online format mm-hmm. I have to say at, at Fortis Education we did a brilliant job as did many schools of managing that uh, that period when uh, we were all in lockdown and we were True. all at home and having to perhaps manage the children and, and the dogs and the tropical fish as, as well as our work. But what was it also like having maybe uh, parents sitting at the dining room table overse- overseeing all of the, uh, the students lessons and maybe having a word in to what was being taught. Did you have that influence as well? Uh, well, it was, uh, it's been an interesting time. I think parents had a very interesting experience because, mm-hmm. of course, they too were trying to do their job at that dining table yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, as well as the child trying to learn. And so that engagement, it was a very stressful time for parents. Uh, very difficult for them to cope with it. Hence their sheer joy at being able to bring <laughs> their children back to school now because we all recognise what a challenge it is. And I think from the teaching profession's perspective, it, yeah. it was a great moment for us because yeah. we stepped up to that challenge and uh, schools around the world, but especially here in Dubai, um, really did meet the children's needs and the family's needs uh, extremely well. And I think uh, that's that's something to be celebrated. However... Um, we're very glad to be at a position where actually we're able to be back face-to-face with the children because that's where great learning happens best. How has it been for new teachers that have maybe graduated and come in and having to start their career in front of a laptop rather than some students? Have you got any teachers that that's had... That's a real challenge. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a very experienced uh, teaching workforce, so uh, they had all experienced uh, teaching in normality. But, uh, but of course, around the world, uh, we still have been training teachers yeah. and, uh, and, and getting them into the profession. And that, of course, is extremely difficult. But it's difficult, even as an experienced teacher, it it's difficult over time when, when you yourself have, have been in lockdown and you've got all of, all of that uh, disconnection from the world around you, but you're trying to connect with children True. at the same time uh, via screens. That's been very tricky. As we've seen in the, in the hybrid period that, mm-hmm. um, that uh, Dubai went through uh, around about a year or so ago, um, we've seen some amazing 
teachers' abilities. And their ability to demonstrate learning is great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If, if I ruled the world, which thankfully I don't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, have the title of teachers for people that are in that role. I would call them leaders of learning because actually that's what you really are. And I think during the period of uh, COVID restrictions, we saw that our teachers at Fortis Education were leaders of learning. They adapted. We were well prepared. The technology was all set up. We'd used it anyway in the time mm-hmm. before COVID, but then suddenly we're able to swing these skills into action and show the children how to work differently via a computer. And that, of course, is not something which falls readily because we hadn't had to do it 24-7. But is that not the core attribute, I guess, that you need now, not just in the workforce, but in life? Because so many students that are graduating from high school today in seven or eight years are doing jobs that haven't been invented yet. And they'll be changing careers three or four times in their lifetime. And those softer skills are what people are going to be looking for. Your willingness, your your ability to adapt and work with other people and your positive mindset. Oh, completely. I I think that the nature of the workplace that our students are going to go into is extraordinary. It's not just that. Uh, when I graduated out of school about a thousand years ago, you could get into an industry and know that you were probably going to retire from that. Right. But of course, that's not the case now. And it's not just that the the students as they mature into adulthood are going to go through three or four jobs. They're going to go through three or four completely different jobs, completely different industries. As you say, those that we can't even begin to imagine that are facing problems that we can see in the world around us that look horrific and we're not sure how we're going to solve them. And it seems to be very precipitous where we are as a a planet. Mm -hmm. Um, Jobs are going to emerge as a result of all of that. And I think... Um, the the skill set that we deliver for children is absolutely crucial in a school. And when you're trying to lead a school that is preparing children for something that you haven't experienced and can't yeah. imagine, then where you put your emphasis, of course, is totally different. It's on preparing students for those softer skills. We have a whole suite of signature programs that work on students' ability to be entrepreneurs, to look at aspects of environment and sustainability, mm. STEAM or STEM as it's called science, technology, engineering, art, and maths. A whole range of skill sets that we know are crucial to them. But right at the heart of it, Mm -hmm. we believe, is positive education. So it's an approach to who you are as a person, the particular character strengths that you have, that actually will underpin your ability to be agile and overcome whatever the problems are. Interesting. No, I mean, considering the fact that, you know, when, when we were in school, there were specific subjects that were in the book, you had to study and go by the book, give your examinations by the book, and you were judged literally on basis of what you delivered and replicated from what was in the textbook. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been associated with, you know, uh, kids uh, even now as, as a coach or as someone who goes to the uni and, you know, takes a few uh, modules here and there. It's so completely different. My, my recent ex- experience, uh, Neil, was at one of the unis where I was teaching the sports science uh, students uh, a module on health, fitness, and lifestyle. And it was so amazing to see that we didn't really follow the textbook. We went all experiential, everything that was to be done in your day-to-day life with regards to your lifestyle, with regards to your health, with regards to your food. And the assignment that I restructured was something that they could use for life. And when I came back, I mean, you know, I didn't know that they assess teachers who come in and teach. But there was an assessment sheet for me and I, I was sent that later saying that, hey, you did extremely well because uh, the, the kids were happy that they didn't have to read the textbooks. I personally feel that, you know, education definitely has changed from what it was to what it is. But this is not it. 
you know it, it it it's it's a graph that is ever growing that's absolutely true i mean it, the, the thing is there has been an evolution within education but what's required is a revolution right and it's that that shift to thinking exactly what you said around applied learning that's that's why we uh, at Fortes have built uh, world class steam centers in our mm-hmm. schools so that students aren't just learning science or technology or maths but are learning how to apply that right. i mean interestingly kitch the australians understood this 20 years before any of the other... We, we did uh, something right. <laughs> I really want to congratulate you because you were right at the forefront of education in terms of understanding what it is that the, the progression is within students. So traditionally, if you go back 30 years within education, right. if you go back 230 years in education, frankly, uh, what you see is a focus on knowledge. Hmm. And up until 30 or so years ago, um, all of the major countries, the major educational provinces around the world were focused on knowledge. And then, of course, universities were saying but hang on a minute these kids that that know a lot of stuff um, they can't really do very much when they come to university and so there was a shift in curricula towards skills and so schools started to teach skills and many many schools around the world have stopped there mm-hmm. australia moved a step forward and they said but the employers are now saying to the universities, these kids that know a lot of stuff and can do a lot of stuff, they don't know when to do that stuff. They don't understand. And so Australia started to play with that. Mm-hmm. And of course, the rest of the world has looked on at that. And some schools, like ours, have adopted that model totally. So we have knowledge, skills, and understanding. And we apply math, science, technology into real-life situations. It's, it's the most exciting thing that you can see when you see students suddenly have a penny drop within this amazing STEAM center, the likes of which you'll never see anywhere else in the world. And they suddenly say, wow. That's what maths does. Yeah, I mean, and and you know right there and then. So is, is, what's an example of that? Is that you're learning about square metres and then it's about, oh, this is what it looks like when you're looking for an apartment and so, how it... So say, for instance... In, in society. So let me take you, let me take you into class. Okay, let okay, me hang, take hang, you on, t- hang on, Dr. Hopkins on a rant here. We better be careful. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> let me take you into class. Let me take you to a year three class. So that's a bunch of seven-year-olds. And we've taken them on a journey back in time and we say, okay, look, you're going to hunt a mammoth. How are you going to do that? What are the different ways you can do that and they come into the steam center they have this brilliant curriculum that builds over weeks looking at various different proposals and prototypes of what they might do and the children eventually event some sort of powerful catapult and so they build the catapults out of various different wooden contraptions they look at how they can tension that mm-hmm. how they can build it with materials that might have been around at that time lots of historical inquiry contextual understanding Nice. And then at the end of a 12-week period, I dress up as a mammoth, go into the sports hall, and the little seven-year-olds line up with tennis balls in their and catapults, them at you? and they catapult to see if they can actually strike the mammoth without putting themselves at risk in the way that you would have done if you'd had spears or if you'd just thrown a stone and a slingshot. Now, the reality is, of course, that the maths involved in calculating how to actually build a catapult and what the trajectory might be, and then, of course, various different Newton meters that you might uh, bring in from science to decide how am I going to put that tension into this space all of it requires huge amounts of thinking and they don't get it right the first time Obviously. and what we're trying to get right for children is to change that thinking and it's a huge step because most children when they're given a task uh, you say can you write me a story they write a story they hand it across and they say ta-da I finished and the most important thinkage that we want them to understand is actually 
in the real world, in the world they're going to be going into, the first prototype you do is just the beginning. Right. And you, you evaluate it, you refine it, you come up with prototype number two, three, four, five. Now, to get a seven-year-old to understand the value of re-prototyping and improving your product is actually magical to see. And that's where we put our focus. It's, it's just, it's the best job in the world to see children suddenly understanding what all of this subject learning is about and to acquire those skills that actually will last them forever. Um, how, how easy or how difficult has that been uh, to have parents accept this change? Because parents who may have gone to school under a, a more conservative model. They absolutely love it. So let me give you another example. Uh, with a bunch of nine-year-olds, the students had all been, in history, they've been studying uh, the Roman civilization right. and the children have been designing Roman shields. And we invite all the parents into school. They all come into the STEAM Center, hundreds of parents, to come and look at the work and the children present on their work what they've done uh, and what their thinking process was, the design thinking that underpins it all. Mm-hmm. And then we have a big showpiece demonstration and the children all had created their Roman shields and they'd learnt how the Romans used to all get into a grid and put it over the heads to protect themselves and one of the most hilarious moments that we had was when the, uh, a group of about 20 children had got their Roman shields they put them over their heads, they're in the hall again and the parents are now acting as the, the warring forces, they all have uh, uh, buckets of, of ping pong balls and tennis balls and they're throwing them at the children, the children safely have covered themselves mm-hmm. And then one child decided they might go and pick a tennis ball up and they broke ranks with the rest of the, of the year, year five Romans. And the parents bombarded this <laughs> child with yeah. tennis balls and ping pong balls. Now the point is, of course, and everybody roared with laughter and it yeah. was just a fantastic moment of fun where you suddenly see that's what we were learning about the Romans and it makes sense. And the parents, of course, can see that their children understand it, understand it, not just know about it, sure. not just can do it, but they understand it in a way that they never would have understood in their own schooling. Oh, in my day, they just wheeled out a TV. We watch a documentary on the Romans, <laughs> and then we go to lunch. Oh, you had TVs? Oh, yeah. I'm well, envious. no. When, the, when that TV yeah. got wheeled in, we <laughs> yeah. knew. This is amazing, you know, considering the fact that it's all all uh, so applied. You know, mm. I mean, back back in the days, we used to study, and I, I still couldn't make out why did we study limits and derivatives in mathematics, and I, I haven't really used them ever in my life. I mean, forget. Yeah that as basic yeah. as the hypotenuse theorem you know the Pythagoras theorem we haven't I, I don't know if I've used it but there's it. a place for them my math teacher went, uh, I can remember learning trig and uh, I said to my math teacher when am I ever going to use this and he said Neil one day you're going to stand in a field and lightning is going to strike a tree on the far side and it's going to fall and you're going to be grateful for this trigonometry to calculate whether you need to run or not <laughs> now the truth of the matter is I just stayed inside when it was a thunderstorm so I never <laughs> so really needed it so those softer skills yeah, came they, to the format yeah, of how to right. do it look we could, we could uh, talk to you uh, all day about uh, you know, students going back to school and the changes in education and curriculum. Uh, but we do need to say hello to everyone who is listening in. And uh, we thank uh, Dr. Neil Hopkin, the Executive Principal at Fortes Education, Sunmark School and Region International School and Jamira International Nurseries. Sounds like it's the school for ping pong balls, for tennis balls, uh, to learn about the Roman Empire. But uh, no, it's great to hear your passion and get an insight as we uh, embark thank on you. a new school year. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks very much. You're on TSB Talk Sport Business. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.